As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This episode of Hear That Podcast Ground is presented by Visa Network, working for everyone. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? The Cincinnati Bengals are Super Bowl contenders. Enjoy your hangover tomorrow, Bengals fans. Uh, You won't have many like this. You don't have many ascending moments like this. I hope everyone that is a Bengals fan that has suffered through a lot of L's is enjoying this one. Bengals 41, Ravens 17. I'm going to repeat it. (laughs) (laughs) Bengals 41, Ravens 17. Wow, Jay. I feel like I'm supposed to be stunned, and the crazy thing is I'm not. It's I mean – I don't think anybody saw that coming, but what we watched out there for 60 minutes, nothing, it wasn't like they were doing superhuman things or things that we haven't seen them done do before. They just, what they've been talking about, they put four quarters together. They, they did what they've been doing and then some, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it was some sort of, do you believe in miracles moment? It, it just, it felt like they were the better team today and they put their, their foot on their throats and, I don't know. There, there could be a lot more days like this. It just, it just feels that way. Like you open this, they, they have arrived. They are officially on the scene now in terms of Super Bowl contention, playoff contention, AFC North division. Everything is on the table right now. They are currently the number one seed in the AFC. Yep, they're five and two, and they're perfect in conference. They have gone into Pittsburgh. And Baltimore and took both of them to behind the woodshed. I'm gonna repeat this again. <laughs> they ha- the Cincinnati Bengals have gone into Pittsburgh and into Baltimore and took both of them behind the woodshed. 
It, neither was close. No. Dominated. They were the more talented, more physical, more connected, hungrier team in both situations. The Pittsburgh one, you could have came out and be like, look, Pittsburgh stinks, y'all. Mm. Right? Absolutely. Detroit, Detroit stinks, y'all. The Ravens have won five in a row. Everyone was crowning them. Lamar Jackson is playing the best football of his life. And they took him behind the woodshed. It, Joe Burrow throws for 416 yards with three touchdowns. Jamar Chase goes eight for 201. And Joe Mixon averages 4.9 yards a carry. They did whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. The offense breakout we've been waiting for happened against a Ravens team that made them look like idiots last year on multiple occasions. And specifically when Burrow came here the first time, that's what we said. They become dangerous. They become real when this defense that was already playing at a top five, top 10 level is caught up to by the offense that was kind of in the middle of the pack. That looked like a top 10 offense today, and that's scary as hell for the rest of the AFC. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the Pittsburgh win, it was like they kind of had control of that game from beginning to end. This one was a little different. They, You know, Baltimore scores a touchdown at the end of the first half to tie it, and you're thinking, oh, that maybe it's going to turn. And then Baltimore scores a go-ahead touchdown on their opening drive of the second half. I mean, you look at that score, 41 41- to 17, and you're, you you think they led this thing wire to wire. They did not. They were trailing in the third quarter of this game, and that's when everything clicked and turned on. They hadn't scored a touchdown against the Ravens for 33 drives, <laughs> and they did it. I believe it was three in a row. It was three of four at one point. It may have even been three in a row at one point. It was just it was hard to keep track of. They were just going up and down the field doing whatever they wanted. It was, it was impressive, and... You look at what's next. I mean, a trip to New York certainly feels like a win. And then you come home and you're playing a banged-up Cleveland team and then the bye, and it just it's everything we talked about in the offseason. Young, brash team, if they can find success early, you can see it really snowballing, and it's happening before our eyes. I've never seen a team with this kind of chemistry before. Mm-hmm. Not the 15-team. No. I, I even go back to then, and I didn't. you didn't feel this kind of, like – open embracing of how much they care about each other as like a major sentiment anytime anybody talks to us, particularly after wins. And and CJ Uzama talked after the game about how he was emotional on the sidelines thinking about how connected this team is and he feels connected to his teammates. I've just never seen anything quite like it. I mean, the culture stuff and the – this is like – this is the culture stuff on steroids yeah. because when you take an already good vibe and you add this kind of winning for a team that hasn't won, it has what a, a couple players said after the game, something that it feels special. Mm-hmm. It feels like something special is building. And I don't think anybody can deny that at this point. We talked last week after the Lions game about how the fact pattern is what it is. Like this team, you, you can believe in them. There's, there's reason to understand there's nothing that says that they're not for real. We've seen them do everything really except go into a top AFC division team and stick it to them. And now that you've seen that, 
nothing should surprise you about what they can be to this point. No. And what you're saying with the connection, when you started, when you brought up CJ, I thought you were going to go here because it, it kind of went with what happened last week when Joe Mixon was saying that was Jamar's touchdown when he ran down the field and, and blocked for him on the screen pass. You know, today, CJ, huge game. He's in there just living up his life, tight end, national tight end day, and he's got all these reasons to celebrate uh, with two touchdowns. He shook Marlon Humphrey on one of them, and he talked about – he's like, I want to say this, and he called out Drew Sample and talked about how if he doesn't win his one-on-one block with Calais Campbell, that play never happens. And that just goes to that whole connectivity thing with this team. They're They're – they want they they accept the praise when they do well, but they always want to call out the guys that do the little things that make it happen. And I thought it was interesting too, Jamar Chase. I asked him about, you know, can you appreciate what this means? You've you haven't been here through the hard times. And he said when they're whooping it up and going crazy in the locker room, he just went over and sat down and watched him and just kind of soaked it in. And he could tell how much it meant to him just by sitting there watching him. And it was it was. I mean, there were so many things about today that that were impressive from from in the game to what we heard in the post game press conference. They were. I mean, you're you're exactly right. I mean, they were a team that um, did everything right today. And you talk about CJ. You know, he ended up with Marlon Humphrey on him, <laughs> deep ball, <laughs> and shakes him. And it's like this weapon that we never talk about when we talk about all the weapons is becoming the one that has to make defensive coordinators now throw their hands up like, well, what the hell now? This guy's going to be able to take one of the best cornerbacks in the league and shake him like that? Uh, You know, it's just offensively they did what they they wanted to. And, you know, they've got the the, the second, the touchdown to Uzama, which is the one that put them up 20 to 17. You know, it's just... Joe Burrow kind of smiled when you tried to ask him about the audible that he called on that and said, oh, yeah, something like that. Just a, It was like if you've seen – if you, I'm sure most of you have tweeted the gif of Joe Burrow drinking the water with the smile on his yeah. face from LSU. It was that smile. Uh, you know, he sees them gonna – they're going to fire off on the wide receiver screen. He makes an audible call. They fire off on the wide receiver screen, and C.J. Uzama runs right by Chuck Clark, <laughs> and he's all alone. And, you know, that's a Joe Burrow's brain touchdown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Zach, Zach and, and Joe both talked a little bit about what it meant to do this here. You know, Zach Taylor said, look, I, I, I've given a lot of tough speeches in this locker room. Mm-hmm. I've, given a, I've given some tough ones in here. And where they've just gotten it handed to them. And so to give the one that he was able to give after this game um – um you know, it, it did feel extra special. And Burroughs, you know, throws the best game of his career by the numbers. And, you know, he does it in a place for one of the worst and able to show that he's growing, that he's ascending. And it's hard to think anything other than, than that right now, that yeah. he is he is that guy. That big jump we talked about, the year two jump that we talked about and that we sort of defined what that looks like. Well, if you watch this game, that's what it looks like. And guess what? It doesn't plateau. I mean, we're not even halfway through the season. I mean, imagine what he's going to look like in the second half of this season. It's just, it, it, it's going to be fun to watch. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. This is, I mean, this is the the 05 season. Yeah. This is what the division swept the division and, and came on the scene. One of the most popular teams in franchise history. This is exactly like it. Everything about it is, is similar in feel. Um, and you know, and it's kind of cool. You know, we're, we're standing down there outside of the locker room as they all, all the players are coming in and, and Jesse Bates sort of says, look, if it, if, if you don't didn't believe, you better start. <laughs> and, you know, Travion Williams came running by, was like, new Bengals, y'all. And just, and, and they're all kind of given this, like, you can, this feeling of, of, of the rival moment. They might not want to say it, and they sort of did say it a little bit, but they're hesitant to trying to fight complacency and all that. Look, we saw your reaction walk off the field. This was the moment of statement. This was the moment of arrival. This was that feeling of, of, you know, everybody better better notice. And, and when you have that going, you can you can you can really do something. And, and you're right. I mean, they're they're on a path to to do. It. I don't know what else you can say. I mean, this was anything you could have hoped for out of this big game and more. You know, I, I thought about asking, and I didn't because I thought if you'd ask an offensive guy, they would have said defense. If you ask a defense guy, they would have said offense. But in your mind, what what is more surprising about today that they put 41 on the Ravens or that they held the Ravens to 17? I think that they put 41 because we've yeah. seen the defense do this to most teams. The I mean, they, Lamar's very good. Yeah. You know, but they, they've held most of the offenses in check that they've faced. They've been very good. And outside of the Detroit game last week, and Detroit is a terrible defense, you know, they hadn't done this. And, and then to finish it off on the ground mm-hmm. with Joe Mixon and then even Samaj P. Ryan getting in the act at the end, but, you know, putting them away. Um, that's uh, to me. That's the most surprising part is that they were able to do this against a Ravens defense. I'm surprised how aggressive the Ravens were in blitzing and zeros and all that stuff. Even though they do that a lot traditionally, I don't think the Bengals expected them to do it as much as they did today. And Burrow, Burrow took them down because of it. I have one major regret from this game, and it was as at the end and. It was clear it was over, and there was a guy in a Joe Burrow jersey standing down in front of us, just turned around looking up at the press box, but he's really looking at the fans, all the Ravens fans, and he's got his hands extended in kind of the are-you-entertained type of pose, and he's just <laughs> sitting there smirking at all these scowling Raven fans, and it would have it would have been a meme if I had got the photo. I didn't get my camera out in time, and I think he realized he was putting himself in danger, and he finally walked away, but it, it kind of summed up the day. Uh, Jamar Chase has the most receiving yards through the first seven games of a career for any rookie in NFL history, um, which is incredible. We, you know, I, I almost hesitate to keep talking about it because we t- we've been talking about it after every game. 
but he just has changed everything about this. And here's the here's the thing. So the Ravens had a very clear defensive tactic here. Mm. We're not going to let you beat us over the top. We've seen enough tape. Watch the film. We're putting guys over top. You are not. We're we're not going to let you climb on us. We're we're not going to let it happen. And Marlon Humphreys was going to be on you some. He didn't totally follow him, but he was still on him a lot. We're not going to let you do that. So what did they do? Roasted him on the short stuff. Mm. <laughs> Slants, stops, back shoulders over and over and over. And he caught them all. And he goes for 201 yards. Yeah. You know, and he breaks the tackle. It's just that's that's scary because now that's when you're a complete receiver. And that's what they've kind of told us that they hadn't really seen from him yet. Because everyone's been so enamored, understandably, with the deep ball. And that and they started there. Now you see the complete receiver, and that's when it becomes, you know. The, the really scary element of, of Jamar Chase. I've never seen a player dominate the league immediately like this. No. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, maybe Mahomes, but quarterback's a little different. He did sit for a year before he actually, I mean, to burst on as a true rookie and just do this, it, it's, it's been remarkable. And they said that when they drafted him, that it wasn't all the over-the-top stuff, that they love the fact that he's like a running ball, a running back with the ball in his hands. And if you have that kind of guy who's physical like that and he can break that first tackle and then show the speed he did. I mean, it's, we talk about pick your poison where, which, which receiver are you going to cover and let the other ones beat you? It's, it's pick your poison with Jamar Chase. You're, he's either going to roast you by breaking a tackle and taking it out of the house or he's going to go over the top of you. I just, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how teams try to defend him as the season goes on. I mean, Mar- Marlon and Humphrey is arguably the best cornerback mm-hmm. in football and there's a couple of plays where you see Chase just set him up and knock him down and not get close to him. I mean, the one that that set up the field goal right before right. halftime, you know, he just does a couple quick moves, and, and Humphrey is chasing him. He never touches him. No. He never even touches him. Catches the slant and runs and gets all the way down and gets out of bounds, and Humphrey never caught him. And, you know, you can't – you just can't single this guy with almost anybody right now. And when you have that and then you see Burrow, the master – point guard with that okay Tyler Boyd wide open in the middle of the field yeah. T Higgins had 15 targets today they were like we're gonna go and do that and, and there were not a ton of them completed but he ends up with seven for 62 you know CJ Uzama has has the two big plays like the the way that Burrow is utilizing all those weapons is is kind of the way you dreamed it up I I I don't have – there is nothing negative to say. I'm kind of looking through this sheet. I'm trying to find if I can find something. To Red zone did not do as well today. Yeah. For the first time, they weren't ideal in the red zone. They had to kick uh, a field goal. And then one the other time, they ran out of time uh, right before halftime and kicked the field goal. So there you go. And they Some, something two incompletions in the red zone after your two. story. Where after they none. Had, yes. Yep, my fault. I, I take full responsibility. There's no doubt. Um Fun team, guys. Uh, for those of you guys that have waited a long time for this, um, you deserve it. You've earned it. You know, it's just it's it's been a while, and uh, I I just I look around the AFC now. I mean, I think you can do that. You can start talking about looking around the AFC. Okay, the Bills, right? Um, and the Titans are playing really well, or the Chargers we saw come in here and get handled thirty four six last week. You know it. Name me a team that you don't think the Bengals could take the field confidently against right now. None. No. And and here's the here's the thing. Here's here's the the other aspect of this. The hammer of Joe Burrow. 
the bigger the stage, the brighter the lights, the better he plays. It was the one knock on every Marv playoff team. The bigger the stage, the brighter the lights, the tighter the sphincter. (laughs) (laughs) And And the more cautious and the more tight the team played. This team will not have that because they don't have a quarterback like that. The idea of this team getting into the playoffs, which looks great right now, um, and they've got a, t- a lot of tough games on their schedule still, and they've got to survive and keep Joe healthy and all those things. But the idea of a team with Burrow at quarterback hitting the playoffs and letting him see the stage like you saw him see the stage in the national championship run, yeah, you know, he seems to only get better, and you could have a guy who can rise to the moment that way. And that's when you start to think big, big, big things. And that's why when I say you can call him a Super Bowl contender, it's because – We've seen number nine rise to the occasion in every single opportunity, and we know what he could be and how confident you would be with him as your quarterback in the playoffs. And that means something. And that's that's why I say, hey, Super Bowl contender. Yeah. I mean, the the, the lights will literally get brighter because this team's getting flexed. Yeah. It's just a, it's, <laughs> it's a foregone conclusion now at this point. They are going to have a Sunday night game at some point in the second half of the season. I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they announced Bengals Chargers like tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or try to, you know, I just, I just think you're looking at, they're like, we've got to get this team and this guy mm-hmm. in, into primetime. These the, guys. These guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jason Burrow. Jason Burrow in, into primetime. And we do all of this in the same way we always do, Jay. We do all this talk about offense and the defense is, <laughs> is, I mean, they're playing great. Luana Rumo, we, I think, uh, and if, if everyone wants to have like a receiving line of apologies to this guy, <laughs> myself at the front. I, I didn't think they should have brought him back. I didn't see a path to bringing him back last yeah. year. They believed in him, and he's paying it off big time, man. And then there's a lot of people that probably owe apologies on a lot of things they've said about this team over the course of the last two years and were sort of promised that they were building something. And I didn't think he could build a defense like this. And just the fact that they're playing so well, every button he's pushing is working – the the belief in the way that they're playing, um, you know, g- g- kudos to them. Yeah, I mean, five sacks today on Lamar. That's the most ties, the most that Lamar's ever been sacked in a game. And they even when he got when he ran, he had that one long run, but it got called back on the on the cheating. Yeah, penalty. he called. Yeah, he like quick to point out you can't cheat. <laughs> yeah, Trey <laughs> Hendrickson. That when he was asked about that, he said cheating's frowned upon in any sport. Um, but yeah, they never let. Lamar really get loose. He had a couple decent runs, but they really contained him. They did a great job against him, except for the bomb to Hollywood Brown, that that touchdown that put him ahead. They just, it it was solid all the way across the line. And I don't know. It it was, it feels like it's the perfect spot for this no-name defense to continue to be overshadowed by the offense. I'm sure they're fine with that. They'll just take their their self-satisfaction, know they're playing well. Uh, they don't need all the attention, um, but if they keep playing like this, it's the, the attention is going to come. There's there's enough to go around for the offense and the defense. Yeah, and I think I think you're starting to to see that. And pe- people, you know, if, if you listen to this podcast, you know, I mean, they've been the driving force behind mm-hmm. all of this for a while. And and uh, you know, Trey Hendrickson with some big moments, just big, and Sam Hubbard Sam. with two and a half sacks, some big moments again. You know, everybody kind of played their part, and you know. 
it took, I mean, for them to get to 17, they had one good drive, and then they had one incredible throw and catch by Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. to, you know, to Hollywood Brown, to, even to score the other one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it took a an otherworldly type, type play. And, you know, you just, and they didn't even get a turnover. We didn't even get a turnover today. Just everything you could want. Well, Bengals fans, I won't keep you from your drinks anymore. Uh, so in, enjoy it. You got, you know, t- fans of this team always wait for the other shoe to drop and, and always get nervous. And there's a long way to go. Only seven games into this thing, but I, I don't think there's another shoe with this team. And I don't think anybody can deny that after watching the way they played against a very, very good Baltimore team today. And um, it's it's going to be a fun ride to watch the rest of the season. I hope everyone uh, takes care of themselves and drinks responsibly. And, uh, you know, and and we'll be back, of course, on Tuesday with Hear That Podcast Grounds. We start uh, continuing to talk about this. And, uh, look, I guess we're going to talk about whatever award Jamar Chase is going to win again this week. Uh, there's going to be a number. Burrow, I'm sure everyone's going to be up for awards. Uh, how many belts can Jamar Chase possibly own? Uh, you know, so there's all of that. All of that is coming. So, anyway, thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday. And we'll talk to you next time on Hear That Podcast Ground. Have a good one, everybody buddy.